What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of 101 Sports and Cards. As always, I'm Nathan Holloway, and with me, Jared. What's going on? So we're going to start off in the NFL, where Jerry Judy's charges have been dismissed, so he will be able to play. Woo! This is good for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Because that's about their only receiver. Aaron Donald has been in the news, said he might retire if not given an extension by the Rams. And, of course, he did just sign with Kanye's Donda brand. So, do you think he will retire? No. Honestly, I think he could because he's been contemplating retirement now. And it's kind of weird. And if I'm the Rams, why would you give him an extension if he's been contemplating retirement like this much? There's no way they go like back to back. There's just too much crap happening on that team. Because Sean McVay is actually their head coach. He's actually said that he won. He might become like a broadcaster instead of coaching the team. So, and of course, EA Sports today released the Madden 23 cover, and of course, a finally a win for EA Sports because they are putting the late great John Madden back on the cover for the first time. Since like 2004. Great cover. And of course the regular. The old Madden cover is just him. Like going through the wall. Like on the original John Madden football. And the championship edition. Or whatever it is. Ultimate edition. Whatever they call it. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to Madden. Because it's the same game every year. It is him as. With like all of his. Like his. Him being carried off. But the Raiders, after he won the Super Bowl, him uh, getting enshrined into the Hall of Fame and a lot of other great memories from his life. So Finally a win by Madden. Moving on to the NBA. The Warriors down the Mavericks in five games. Curry won Western Conference Magic Johnson Award. And the Celtics outlasted the Heat in seven. Although I thought they were going to blow it. And Jason Tatum won the Eastern Conference Larry Bird Award. So our finals preview between the Warriors and the Celtics. Who do you have? How many games? Who wins finals MVP? I'm going to do two two picks, okay? You're going to do two picks. Yeah. So, can't do two so picks. what I want to happen is the Celtics. Celtics in six with Jason Tatum winning MVP. But what's really going to happen is the Royals are going to win. And five games, no, seven games. Because every single series has gone seven games in the finals, like the World Series, because it's red, it's all for money. So um, they're going to go seven games, of course, and the Royals are going to win. And Draymond Green is going to win. Finals MVP. Warriors are going to win them five. It's not, they're not going to rig it this year because, I mean, the Warriors are just so much better. The Celtics are, they can't hold leads when they lead. And you can't do this against the Warriors team because, I mean, they can come back from 20 in like two minutes because that's how good they are. Good of a shooting team. And so the Celtics have a 0% chance to win the series. You can say, yeah, Tatum, Brown, their defense. No, I don't care. The Warriors are the second-best defensive team behind the Celtics, and the Warriors have a lot more shooters on their team than the Celtics. One thing for the Celtics that needs to happen is Marcus Smart needs to stop shooting the damn ball every time he gets a shot. Because in Game 7, when I turned it on, when they had like their 15-point lead with like three minutes left and they almost blew it, and then Jimmy Butler shot that stupid three that he did, the reason that the Celtics blew that was because every time Marcus Smart got the ball, he shot it. Didn't matter if there was one or five guys on him. The dude just shot the ball. So, and Marcus, you're not a good shooter. Figure that out. So yeah, I, I Warriors in five. Clay wins the Bill Russell Finals MVP, as long as he doesn't get hurt again. Moving on to hockey. The Rangers down the Hurricanes in seven. Let's go Rangers. I have no idea how. Avalanche down the Blues in five. Oilers 
took down the Flames in five. That was terrible for me because the Flames were my pick to make it to the Santa Cup Finals, but I knew that they wouldn't. And, of course, the Avalanche and Oilers started off last night. The Avalanche won, like, 9-7, to 9-8, something like that. Who do you have in this series? Avalanche. I'm going to pick the Oilers just because I want to see the Oilers do well. I want to see... Connor McDavid make a final. Rangers and Lightning, they play tonight. Of course, I'm going with the Rangers. And, of course, you're going with the Lightning. I don't even have to ask you. <laughs> so, see how it is. I believe whoever wins this Rangers-Lightning series, though, wins the cup. Because, I mean, if you're allowing nine nine or eight or however many goals that was allowed, you're not, especially with the Lightning, if the Lightning make it, because Andre Vasilevsky's the best goalie in hockey, and he's allowed... Like, like five goals the whole playoffs. Yeah. He's allowed less than he's averaging less than one goal allowed per game. So you're not gonna be able to score. Of course, Stanley Cup final started in a couple weeks. Moving on to baseball. The biggest story of the week <laughs> was a very weird one. <laughs> Tommy Pham was suspended after slapping Jack Peterson over last year's NFL fantasy league. The rules. And so I mean, Pham just walked out. While they were taking, like, BP or whatever. And he just went up to Jock and just slapped the crap out of him. And Jock was like, what? what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, what is this for? And then after Tommy got suspended, he decided to, apparently the commissioner was Mike Trout. And so he was just dissing on Mike Trout. And he was like, yeah, he's letting all these rules pass. And Mike Trout's a terrible commissioner. And I'm like, Tommy, just shut up. Maybe you're just terrible at fantasy football like you're terrible at baseball right now. So, and of course, after he slapped Jock, Jock's just been going off now. So maybe that's what Jock needed. Jock's been going off for a while, though. Yeah, but he went off against the Reds after that happened. Of course, other guys that are on fire, Paul Goldschmidt's on fire for the Cardinals. And Trey Turner has a 23-game hit streak for the Dodgers, although nobody's talked about it. It's because Trey Turner never gets talked about. But yet, he's one of the best players in the league, and nobody cares. I mean, I love Trey Turner. He's one of my favorite players. I wish the Nationals would have never gotten rid of him. But, I mean, led the league in batting average last year, and nobody talked about him then either. Look at the standings. I got to say, the Blue Jays have been on fire. They've won six straight. They are now only five and a half games back. (laughs) The Yankees, who just, they've gone on a little slide. They've gone five and five over their last ten. The Red Sox have started to slow down a little bit. They've lost two straight. Twins lead the division by five games over the White Sox. This, the AL Central is so freaking bad right now. I mean, the, the Twins are the only team over 500. And the White Sox run differential is negative 46. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. The Astros lead the Angels by five games. They've won three straight. They're 7-3 in the last 10 games. The Angels, on the other hand, have lost six straight and are 3-7 and seven over their last 10 games. And, of course, the Mariners also continue to struggle, which is very surprising for them. The Mets have a 10-and-a-half game lead over the Braves if they blow this, which is possible. Yeah, because it is the Mets. They've won five straight, 7-3 over their last 10. I don't know if they're current. They are currently beating the Nationals 3 to nothing. Of course they are because it's the Nationals. My God, the Nationals are only a game ahead of the Reds for the worst team in the MLB. <laughs> hey, but Mike Rizzo said we're not trading Juan Soto. I think that's the least of the boys right now. Yeah. Instead, we should be worrying about calling up the right pitchers. Instead of calling up a dude from AA, call up Tate Cavalli. He's been playing great in AAA. But no, let's just... It doesn't matter. Steven Strasburg's coming back. They play what inning? 
Yeah, I'll end up getting hurt. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten hurt yet and making his rehab starts. Brewers lead the Cardinals by three games in the Central, and the Dodgers lead by three games in the NL West. Still, every team in the NL West besides the Rockies and Diamondbacks are over 500, and the Diamondbacks are only one game back of 500. Best division in baseball right now. I would say the AL East, but yeah, Boston hasn't been doing that well after they got on that hot streak. But a guy who is hot, J.D. Martinez, leads the league in batting average in 363. Tim Anderson a second, 356, and Paul Goldschmidt, 352. Home run leads to Aaron Judge with 18. Mookie has 15. RBIs, Jose Ramirez, 51. Pete Alonso. 47. Hits. Most in the league was 72. The only guy who has over 70 hits is Devers. J-Rod still leads in stolen bases with 14. He has been playing a lot better. Finally. Took him long enough. The pitching leaders and wins. How about Buer, Verlander, and Anderson and Simber? I have no idea that Anderson is. Okay. Well, they all have six wins. And Sandy Alcantara, who's had a very good year for the Marlins, even though the Marlins are dog crap, has five. But Sandy is actually looking like a Possible NL Cy Young award winner. You know who used to have Sandy? Who? Connors. <laughs> they could use him right now. ERA, Perez of the Rangers with 1.42. Nestor Cortez, who starts tonight for the Yankees, has 1.70. And Alec Manoa continues to play great, 1.77. Josh Hader leads the league in saves with 18. McClanahan leads in strikeouts with 81. And Joe Musgrove, at all people, has the most quality starts with nine. Sam Burns won the Charter Swap Challenge in a playoff over Scotty Scheffler this weekend. Sam Burns' second win. Scotty did not play well the final day. I watched it after the Indy 500, and the dude was like two over the final day, and everybody else was. There was like a five-way tie for the lead, including Harold Varner, who decided to four-putt on a hole. He literally missed like three within like two feet of the pin. It it was embarrassing. It's like watching myself putt when I play. (laughs) Of course, the Memorial Tournament is this weekend, and along with that... The first LIV match is coming up, and right now, quite a few PGA players are on it, even though the PGA is not allowing them to be, but they said, screw the PGA. Dustin Johnson is one of them. So is Sergio Garcia and a few other guys. Phil has not made it onto the list yet. Before Dustin Johnson actually lost one of his sponsors because of this, but for Dustin, I don't think he really cares. Denny Hamlin won a very exciting Coca-Cola 600, 18 cautions in the race, 619 miles, the longest race in NASCAR history. Chris Buescher flipped. Joel Gano hit the wall on his driver's side. Doing pretty hard. Yeah. It's pretty a, big wax. Yeah. Of course, when that caution came out at the end after Chase Briscoe yeah. was tracking down Kyle Larson, Briscoe spun, trying to go underneath and slide job him. Didn't work out. Of course, that final caution came out. Some guys pitted. Some guys didn't. Austin Dillon did. They made it four wide on the front stretch, and it did not work out too well. And after that, Denny and Kyle Busch just went right on by. And, of course, Kevin Harvick finished third. My pick to win, he finished third. I believe it's his best finish of the season, which doesn't take much. But Kevin Harvick finally having a good race. About time. That's my favorite drive. Who was your pick to win? I did Bush. I did Kyle. <sighs> So close. I thought he was going to track yeah. down Denny. I kind of wanted him to. I didn't Kyle really. probably had the fastest call out there. Yeah. I mean, he does every week. Denny, though, this is his first Coke 600, and this this actually completes the NASCAR crown. Grand Slam. Like, crown. Kinda. Crown. Royal. Crown. Not Crown Royal. Like a Grand Slam kind of. Yeah. Like so, you mean, like... So he's won, a, he's won the Daytona 500 three times. He's now has a Coke 600. He's won at Darlington. Talladega. 
And Talladega is the other one. So he's won the big races. Yep. The only thing he has left to accomplish is winning a championship, which he might not do. Yeah. Marcus, Air, of course, NASCAR is at Gateway this weekend. So Woo! if you're, you're from the area like we are, I will actually not be going. I wish I was. It's way too expensive. But, yeah, go enjoy some racing at Gateway this weekend. It, it will probably be a very good race because nobody... Nobody knows how to drive that track. Yeah. Besides the people that raced there when they were in. Xfinity. Yeah. Black Kozlowski would know. Yeah. They all know what happened now. Oh, it doesn't really matter for Brad. He's been terrible. I bet he's regretting going to Roush. Probably. Like, even with being part owner. Like, Roush is just so crap. Which is sad because they used to be good when they had the three guys, Kenseth, Edwards, and Greg Biffle. The team was goaded. And then they just, all them left, and they just went, Pfft. Yeah, how's that? <laughs> Marcus Erickson won the Indy 500. Scott Dixon dominated the race, though, but he sped on pit road during the final pit stop. Of course, during this race, was Dixon dominating. He actually became the all-time lap leader in the Indy 500. Still has yet to win one, though. Just bad luck. This, bad luck this was stupidity. his fault. This bad luck and stupidity. Fault. I mean, other races, it was bad luck. This was completely his fault. It was a very good race. few wrecks, including Jimmy Johnson, who was named the Indy 500 Rookie of the Year after qualifying 12th. He did lead a lap. He was the only rookie to lead a lap, but he ended up finishing fourth to last. He ran 26 most of the race. But th- this is a good experience for Jimmy. Yeah. You never know what could happen. Of course, the Detroit Grand Prix is this weekend. Moving to F1, Sergio Perez won at Monaco in a very controversial way. Because, you know, Ferrari was telling FIA to review it because apparently the Red Bull cars came off a pit road, like, in a bad way, and it was illegal. But FIA was like, screw you, Red Bull. We're not even looking into it. And then after he won, he actually signed a two-year deal with Red Bull. Extension there. Real Madrid won the UEFA Champions League with a 1-0 victory over Liverpool. Tennis, Nadal topped Novak Djokovic in a four-hour quarterfinal match. And Coco Golf has advanced to the semifinals. She has yet to lose a set. Domination. Yeah. You have anything else? We didn't even get to do our picks for NASCAR's Gateway. Duh. Fine. Who's your pick to win at Gateway? Tyler Reddick. He's getting a sports cup win. No, he's not. He has a racer yep. in the truck series because yep. I met him. He's a nice guy. He is. I'm going Tyler Reddick. He's going to get a sports cup win. I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with a guy. You're not going to like this because you don't like him. But guy that won the first time that I actually went back to Gateway when they brought it back in the truck series. Very nice guy. A lot of people don't like him anymore. Bubba Wallace gets the win. It will be his first actual win with 23XI Race. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to keep it short this week. As always, come back here next Wednesday. We'll be deep diving into the hockey playoffs once again. NBA Finals. Should be after game two because they have the finals like all spread out. The first game is Thursday. The next one's Sunday. It's all spread out. It's very weird how they do that when it was like every other night. And yeah. then now you're getting like a whole week off basically. But yeah, come back here next week. And thank you guys for listening. Peace.